You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter, and take your first step into a larger world. You've passed the first test. Once we begin, there's no turning back. Got it? Follow my lead. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back one more time to the Bridge of Transmissions. This is our sixth transmission. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. Bonjour, je m'appelle M. Whoa. <laughs> With some feeling this time, M. How you doing? Uh, uh, well, I've been sick with the flu, so... <laughs> is it, are you going to use, like, hockey player flu-like symptoms, or just the straight-up flu? Um, like, it's funky, so... Oh. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this by Skype. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you can keep it with you. Uh, yeah, I had ginger tea, so I should be okay for the next 12 hours, but then I'll be back under the bed again, so... Why don't you stay in the bed? I don't like that. You don't have to go under the bed, Em. That's what the bed is for. You go in the bed. under the blankets. There you go. Oops. (laughs) Corey, you you sound half asleep over there. What's going on, man? Not too much, man. I'm kind of sad that Rebels is over for a bit now. Aw. That's why we're we're here. We're here to talk about Rebels. That cliffhanger, man. Like, what are they going to do to her? Well, let's not bury the lead here, Em. We we got we got a so, whole episode to unpack before we get to the end. Oh, sorry. This is the end. <laughs> very very important for the next season to mid uh, the next part of the season to you know finish. Yeah. Well, you know what? Since we since we just spoiled the whole thing, well, uh, we'll we'll say goodnight. Thank you everybody for listening to Bridge of Transmissions. <laughs> we find you on Twitter. Come on, man. No, uh, we don't have to go through the whole thing. I know. <laughs> uh well. So before we start, M, you 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 have you picked up a special purchase with your cousin. Oh yeah, we did. We really scored pretty. Uh, um, we got the Ahsoka holographic pop. Oh my God, she's such a beauty. Nice, good score. I I just I can't actually express how much I was you know looking forward to this and the amount of thought they put into it. And um, so my cousin and I, we both did a unboxing reveal and the video isn't up yet or the project hasn't officially started on YouTube, but we have called this channel that we're going to start called Geeky Savage. Geeky so, Savage. I like Geeky that. Sa- Geeky Savage. I like that. I like that a lot. And I just like the glow in the dark is like, wow, I can't wait to sleep tonight because I can just stare at the lovely holographic glow. Very cool. And have her and comfortly have her while I see Ahsoka live. Well, we're, we're running out of time for that, but we'll, we'll get there too. Um, so, all right. We're, so we're here. To, we're going to break down the what ninth. Ninth episode in the fourth and final season of Rebels. This is Rebel Assault. We are past the halfway point. This is all very bittersweet. Uh, so let's just start unpacking this sucker. And you know, I was, you know, we, we saw a lot of this stuff in teasers and sneak previews on Rebels Recon and whatnot, but 
that opening shot of the episode was so cool. Just that single tiny TIE fighter just kind of panning across space. And then we pan over to the bam, massive bam, bam. Imperial poof, Blockade. Poof, poof. Star Destroyers, cl- cruisers. It was a sight to behold in the orbit above uh, Lothal. That's um, yeah, insane. Like You got to figure at that point that they can't just be defending the tie defenders at that point you know like there's something like that we've always said there's more there they're defending whatever yeah i mean we don't know yet what's going on with lothal what palpatine finds so uh, massively important there but uh, was this a defensive thing for that purpose or was this was this a trap oh you know what Thrawn would, after they left with those TIE Defender blueprints, there was no way that they were going to, like, just go unprepared, right? They knew they were going to come back. Yeah, he know he knows her way too well at this point. Like, he was definitely, you're right, he, he was setting a trap. Now, For sure. They all had to know they were kind of walking into a little bit of a trap, right? Could the Rebellion have spared no, like, capital ships of their own? Not even one? What good would it have done against that kind of yeah. firepower, you know? Think about it. There were like, what, seven or eight capital ships? More than that. There was like there's, yeah, all well, kinds well, of I mean, seven Star Destroyers and a bunch of, of lighter cruisers and some, some Titans. It was, it was, it was yeah, they were badly out, outmatched. But just as a show of support, my goodness. Ah, 24 Rebel, fi- Rebel Fighters. Go ahead. Yeah. I guess it, well, yeah. in a way it kind of echoes A New Hope, right? No capital ships went up against the Death Star. It was like, all right, just send a bunch of X-Wings up there. They're too big of a target, really. Like, There's no point. However, uh, Revenge of the Jedi, wow. That's pretty low for me. Um, Return of the Jedi, they did have, what, a couple? A couple, like, like, big ships? Sorry. Some Mon Calamari cruisers, some some medical frigates and whatnot. But, yeah, I mean, they were still, again, badly outmatched. But that was that was sort of the battle to end all battles. You almost sound like you almost sound like the World War One, where I think it was the war to end all wars. So, oops. Uh, you yeah. you were pretty you were walking that line. I had a my history side needed to say something about that. <laughs> anyway, so we, seriously though, this, yeah, this how about these X wings, man? Like the the color palette of them. Like Harris had a little tinge of green on the on the uh, orange, like even the helmets of the other pilot, like these new pilots that we're seeing, was part of Phoenix Squadron. So cool. Mart, Mart. Yeah, I didn't I even can't know believe... that was Mart Matten until until oh, he was I mentioned knew. by name. I had no idea. Yeah, me too. I, I totally knew. I even knew when I saw the trailer. I'm like, is that Matt? Oh, Matt. Is that Mart? Like, no. I, had, uh, I don't know, sometimes the faces are just too generic for me, and I didn't. I had I paid no mind. I had, they they also grew him up a little bit too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think they aged him a bit, and plus he looked pretty grown up in that uh, rebel outfit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his yeah, his, his hair is covered up. His face is kind of crunched up with that visor. But uh, yeah, no, I'm glad to see him back. Although it's it is strange that he's just sort of there. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about the X wings. We've been yes. we've been dying to see these things. It's it's been a while. I have the same gripe, kind of. Like they just showed up. Oh look, yeah. X wings! Like, yeah, you they, definitely have... think there would have been. Yeah, like it's the That's first time in canon. Them, technically, right? if you look at the chronological timeline of things, it's the first time they're coming into action. So you'd think they're. Well, you, you would think know. that you know, 
maybe they would have mentioned them. Like Dodonna could have said, "Hey, why don't you take the new the new squadron of X wings we just got?" I mean, obviously they either they were some in, with some other rebel cell or they just got them. You would think they would have made made some some kind of even just a hint, just to tease us to say, "Why don't Why don't you take the new squadron of ships we just received from?" Blah blah blah, whatever hangar, whatever factory pumps them out, and we would have been like, "Oh, X wings!" But instead, it was just like they just popped out of hyperspace, and I was like. Of course, like I, you know, I, I, I pumped my fist. My kids were like X wings. <laughs> but when you step back and think about it for a sec, you go, well, "That's kind of bizarre. Why didn't they just?" Well, anyway, I guess that that qualifies as a nitpick, right? Yeah, but I had the same one a little too. And also, here's another nitpick: the cannons sounded just like the ghost nose gun. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, also, there was something else that bugged me was that Hera. They called a general. Why didn't we mm-hmm. see that on screen? Uh huh. That's my biggest gripe. I've got that highlighted and turned into red on my in my notes here. Why is? Cause I and I just to make sure I wasn't going crazy. I went back and watched, um, uh, Crawler Commandeers, and Dodonna refers to her as captain. So something. What happened here? Did we miss a promotion or have the writers screwed up? Because now she's she's suddenly General Sindula when she was Captain Sindula. Last week. No, I think, uh, again, hopefully they'll explain it. Just give us a little thing like the X-Wings. But I would think the mission she accomplished in Kindred kind of solidified that place. And again, we don't know the time span between her coming back to Yavin 4 and returning to Lothal. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not buying that. I think that's, I think that's, a, that's a bad mm. miss, I think. Oh, yeah. You'd think they would... You know, want to highlight that moment. At least mention that in Rebels Recon. Yeah, (laughs) they didn't even give us a new clip. I was like, what? Oh, that yeah, that didn't surprise me. That didn't surprise me at all. But it did surprise me that they didn't even mention, hey, Hera's a a general now. Like, Pablo, how did that happen? And they could have, it could very easily be what Corey just said. Oh, there's been some passage of time. You know, there's there's been a week or two since, since we left them off in Crawler Commandeers and... You know, Kane and Ezra and that group have been pre- prepping on Lothal while Hera readies the the assault on her end, get, you know, gathering the X-Wings, etc. And she got promoted to, to general as well. That would have been a nice note to, to at least to acknowledge oh. that, yes, this happened. Instead, you know, we noticed it, but I haven't seen anybody talking about this. Oh, wait, no. Remember Kral Common, com- Commanders that the, when they were talking, they had that conversation that the wings and... But I think she said wings and bombers were being prepped, so there was no time lapse between those two episodes. Well, that, then that makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, well, there had to have been like they were preparing the ground assault. Like they had to have time to do no, that. M, M's right though. They said that yeah, we're we're prepping the bombers and we're getting ready now. Like they're on their way, unless it's like a two week flight, <laughs> which is which is a little bit absurd. Uh, no, that's 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 a big swing and miss for me on the rebels, uh, the rebels crew. Oh, it's tr- triple for me. <laughs> I'd say that? that this this is the most like critical um, episode that we're picking on because there were so many hit and misses. There were a few things that fell through the cracks here, and I I, I think this is sort of inevitable as they race towards the end here that some things are gonna get missed, unfortunately. Yeah. Like maybe there's a scene that they have somewhere where they they do have that promotion to general and they're just like we 
we got to get this in, in in 22 minutes. That has to go. It doesn't fit. Anyway. Yeah, it would have been nice. They should maybe save that toward the end of the season. Well, yeah, I would think. She gets promoted to general at the end of the season. You know, you know, things might might be going really badly for her, but hey, you're a general in the rebellion now. How's that? But anyway, Either way, this, just this, is, see, this seeing... is an episode to celebrate Hera. Like she, her badassery was on full display. Yeah, Hera's a goddess, man. Like just the way she I she handled that X Men. Hera is a goddess. <laughs> yep, she is so badass, and I give highest praise to Vanessa. She just nailed it with the voice acting this this episode. It was, you know, her bravery, her sacrifice. Her leadership, it's just so inspirational. Yeah, it's showing through. No, she, she, yeah. Wasn't it, wasn't it Vanessa Marshall's birthday on Monday as well? Uh, I sure. thought it was like a couple weeks ago. No, Where I don't have know. been? I, I, well, live a, I, I live in a time warp, so, you know, things are very weird for me all the time. Dude, um, she smokes Scaris, like, just, she, oh, like, yeah. right away. He picks her out of the crowd right away. Like, she just nails these two guys, like, boom, boom. Actually, like my friend was so upset that Scarce got killed, and it wasn't really because of Hera. It was because of Thrawn. Yeah, these Imperials, are, they're just dumb. You know this, what? This is a, the... this, he's had another Constantine moment where one of his subordinates didn't listen. I think at this point, the Imperial uh, command is falling apart. You see, Price and Thrawn are pulling at each other. Uh, it like you could see her just stunned reaction, yelling at Thrawn. Like who yells at Thrawn, right? Well, yeah, she 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 thinks that he reports to her, and and he th- obviously thinks he reports directly to the Emperor, and that's it. Um, and you know she she's not happy about uh, Rook hanging around. No, she's definitely not. And in all opinion, I'm not either. I don't like him. I don't like him Not either. because he's bad. It's just because ugh, this this little shriveled gray thing just prowling the streets of Lothal. Ugh. No, no, he he looks like a bunch of like rotting grapes. I don't like him. Yes, thank you. I'm not... <laughs> I, I, I kind of like the character. Like he, like you, I'm totally on the same page. But he's he's creepy, man. Like right off the bat, like he's. I mean, let's just getting back to like the story like the the fleet comes down like in a ball of fire i was like whoa like that's not good i guess they're not accomplishing their mission it's turned into a rescue mission how and, will, like how will ezra respond i'm curious because now that's what the second time that two attacks have failed yeah well i mean the odds are really stacked against them, but I was pretty surprised that they didn't even get close to the fuel depot or whatever it was. And oh uh, yeah, they didn't get. You know, for for one for one hot minute there, I thought maybe Hera outsmarted uh, Thrawn and Scaris in, in breaking through the blockade, only to to realize that you know Thrawn had that second wave, so he he had things well in hand the whole time. Yeah, I thought so too at a point. But she did wreak some serious damage, man. And man, what a well, yeah, set she, of piloting skills. She took out a cruiser and a Star Destroyer. Yeah, by herself. Yeah, it was <laughs> incredible. by herself, which, which was great to see. Um, but, you know, that, that next visual, well, we see them kind of break through into atmosphere. And they're just swarmed with dozens of TIE fighters. And you, as, as great as Hera is, she's not a Mary Sue. You know, she's not going to yeah. out-duel 50 TIE fighters. So... 
you knew that wasn't going to end well. She's lucky to have survived a crash, but um, yeah, that we saw, we saw that visual right in in one of the trailers with all of the damaged um, rebel fighters plunging towards the city. Like that that was a pretty stunning and foreboding look. Like you just, you just realize, oh god, this whole thing has failed. Yeah, I was I was pretty shocked when I saw that. I was like, oh boy. And then you know the crew saw it too, and they were like, oh crap. Yeah, and Kanan, I, I thought, that's like, Kanan reverted to like Ezra after that in a way. Like he just lost his mind in a way. Like he couldn't get his composure because it was Hera, right? And then finally he kind of calmed himself. Yeah, there's a little bit of role reversal going on there, I think. And we we talked about that a bit last week where where Ezra is the guy with the poise and the, the plan now. Oh, yeah. Did you see how he handled Sabine? Like, wow. You know, she's speaking against and he's like, no, this is what we're doing. Let's go. Yeah, Ezra, Ezra is definitely stepping to the fore, and he, you know he he had been tried to do that many times over the course of, of the series, just to fall flat on his face. But now, he's showing a little more judgment and refinement, which which is obviously good, you know, good good character arc, good progression there. But uh, things are hey. going to come crashing to a to a, <laughs> a very sudden halt very soon. Hey, when in doubt, follow the white loft cat. <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> Uh, so okay, so back with Hera uh, yeah. after after Kanan kind of loses his mind, and we find Rook, out that, that Rook she's is... well, Rook has been dispatched to capture whoever's left, especially Hera, uh, bring her back if possible. Uh, but you you knew like as she's sneaking out of the city, trying to get back to her, to her comrades, that the minute she heard that discret, distress call coming from from Mart's droid. The minute you she heard that and turned around and decided to go back, this is like a Star Wars trope now. Going back to help means you're going to get yourself into deep trouble. If she had just continued and said, I have a job to do, I need to get myself out of here, she probably would have been okay. But she decided to go help, and it cost her. And it cost uh, R3 as well, poor little bugger. Well, he was, <laughs> toast, he was toast anyway. Yeah, he was toasted. I hope like, they like, retrieve him and resurrect him. Because he's like a good... You know, like, not like enemy, maybe frenemy of Chopper. He, but he, they, didn't, did they destroy him? Like, it seems like they they disabled him rather than destroyed him. No, yeah. they well, they put like a whole. I think it was three shots into him. But it wasn't like typical red stormtrooper blaster bolts. It was, but didn't seem as though it did a lot of damage. Like he, he seemed to sizzle more than explode. So I, in my mind, it was like they they just shut him down the same way uh, the Jawas kind of shut down R2. In a, a similar yeah. way, not the same way. <laughs> I gotta pick my words carefully. Um, Either way, let, let's get to, you know, Hera finds Mart. You know, they start to, they start trying to escape. They gotta find the tunnels, back to the tunnels of Lothal, the sewers, and Rook is just hot on their trail, this creepy little bastard. What did you think and... by now? How many times have the rebels used the sewer systems of Lothal as like conduits for their communications, their missions, their getaways? Wouldn't you think least, by now the Empire would have like completely shut down all underground sewage for that type what? of activity? Well, That's I think they I had. Mentioned. Go ahead. Sorry. I think they hadn't thought they had their bases covered with all those, you know, the ATST, the, like the troopers right there. Yeah. I mean, you gotta like maybe should, they just sort of filled all those things up with like, I don't know, expandable foam or something. 
Maybe they're, they're still they're still necessary. But either way, like, you know, that's the plan. Kind of a bit of a low-hanging fruit plan, but, you know, you know it's going to fail. So Rook gets on that case. And, man, how well did Hera handle herself in hand-to-hand combat? Oh, Just man. To, oh. I was enjoying that. Like, she was kicking ass and taking names. Like, dude, she had the moves. Like, Jagger. Do you ever stop to question saying, man, she's like a perfectly skilled fighter and a perfect pilot and a perfect leader and a perfect mom. Goddess. Is she she a little too perfect sometimes? A a perfect girlfriend, I guess. Whatever you call what Canera is going on. Hernan. Well, Canaan, I think, would beg to differ. But I... I... Um, One more thing I wanted to say about the sewage is that I pointed it out actually back in... uh, the occupation is because, you know, Thrawn knows Sabine Starbird, right? So I'm wondering why he couldn't maybe set a trap in those sewage systems where they could capture those rebels, right? Yeah. Oh, this is this is because reasons. The rebels need yeah. to have some way to, you know, c- to conduct win. their activities. And yeah, just, that's, that's going to be the, the Empire's blind spot when it comes to Lothal. They just never took care of those sewers. All right, so um, we we see uh, Kanan. They're speeding away from the city. Uh, Ryder, Ezra, Zeb, Chopper. Uh, sorry, not Chopper. Um, Sabine and Kanan. They're heading out of the city, going to regroup with whoever's, whoever they're hanging out with. And Kanan has a sudden and abrupt change of heart that he, he has to go back. And I wonder if he, if he, was, if he was thinking back to season one when Hera decided to go rescue him when he was captured by the Inquisitor. If he's, if he's thinking about that, I, I need to go back and repay that favor. I, she would do it for me. I got to do it for her. So away he goes. And he, he's interrupted by uh, the, the Lothwolf. And this time, you know, I, I keep my subtitles on now. He didn't say Doom as in D-U-M-E. It was the straight-up classic Webster dictionary definition of Doom. D-O-O-M. God. God damn oh, you, that, That's intense. I didn't, uh, I mean, bro, I haven't heard that uh, passed around on the net either yet. Ooh, boy. Well, you would, I mean, I, I haven't followed a lot of the chatter about this episode, to be honest with you, but I think by now people should be watching with subtitles on because that's important. That's, yeah, and you know what the, gives you the crazy part is? Kin says to the wolf, I understand. Like, he's speaking his language now almost. It seems like Kanan, after all this time, he's been kind of searching for answers, meditating, because he knows something's lurking in the near future. And it looks like he, he's come to terms with what exactly it is he needs to do to save Lothal, his friends, Hera. What do you think it is that he understands? What is this wolf trying to tell him? Because I'll be honest, I got nothing. I have no clue. Could be self-sacrifice. I don't know. If that sounds like low-hanging fruit, or that's you know, you hate hearing. You hit your quota. I know. I know you hate that, but uh, <laughs> honestly, like you're gonna get poor Rob you... Williams drunk. <laughs> what have you come here for? Doom. D U M E. Now it's D O M. Like they're there for him for some reason, and I think in the long run he's leaving with them somehow. If it's not Ezra, it could be both of them. But I don't think Kanan's... I think Kanan's path is with the wolves. 
you know, we've already had nine episodes, and it's so brilliant where we really don't get answers on how this is going to end. No. We only, we, we only know Hera survived because we see her in Forces of Destiny. So they rescue her somehow. Yeah, pretty much, right? Like this, we, we know that, you know, Hera gets captured and I don't know if anybody was expecting, I mean, it's one of these episodes where you're looking at your watch and going, ah, oh, does anybody have a watch anymore? Does anybody here wear a watch? Well, I do all the time, so. <laughs> Everybody's looking at the time going, there's like three minutes left. There's no time for a Hera rescue mission. Oh my God. Is this where it ends? So we get the cliffhanger ending, which is kind of a weak cliffhanger in my opinion because we know that she's going to get out of this we hear her name in rogue one right like yeah it's, it's, so, we that see her of, so that left me a little bit cold like that's i i found that a weak cliffhanger uh, i i thought a more effective way to handle it would have been uh to let kanan plunge ahead with his plan a little further and i don't know what his plan is maybe they couldn't do that but put let kanan start his plan which maybe could have been or will be him heading straight into a suicide mission and then ending the episode going, oh, geez, this is not going to end well for Kanan. And then that's where we, we, we leave off for the next, I don't know, several weeks, couple months. Corey, what did you think? Good cliffhanger? Bad cliffhanger? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of, the only thing that I, my only one gripe is that it wasn't exactly as climactic as I expected. Kanan's presence really kind of multiplied things a bit. Uh, but Hera being captured, no big surprise. Uh, we knew it was coming. We've seen it in the previews. They pretty much spelled it out for us. Uh, but yeah, it looks like Kanan has gone rogue, man. Like he, He's not going to let anyone take Hera from him. <laughs> not necessarily from him, but from life. I, I feel like Kanan's been rogue for a while. Like We know he's not into the rebellion. <laughs> We know he's just kind of hanging around. You know Let me get I mean? you like there. He's, he's one of he's my favorite do what he moments. Wants to do. One of my favorite moments in Rebels ever is, kid, I'm about to let everyone in on the secret. Like I think it's the first episode. Yep, the spark of rebellion. Did you have a point there? Well, he's been rogue for since he gave up Caleb Doom, really. <laughs> Uh, space cowboy yeah yeah and uh this episode like when i was expecting a cliffhanger if it wasn't going to be with wolves or with anything else it was going to be with harrow so to see how you know it now unfold like and there's also a couple things that um in the trailer we didn't see in these first nine episodes. So maybe we got little tidbits of hints of what's coming up in the next half. You know, I'm pretty good at that. I'm going to have to double check that because I was, I was almost convinced. I haven't seen the trailers in, I'd say, at least a good two to three months. But I definitely watched them both a lot. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and check exactly what wasn't shown in this part of the series. Uh, well, um, that saying, we were meant to be Jedi... So where Lothal needed us most, and That's then we true. have, and then we have Tarkin talking with Thrawn about this Tide Defender project at risk. Was that not in the one of the first episodes? No. No, you're right. But there was a, a Tarkin Thrawn conversation, wasn't there? No. <laughs> this I, is all I, my memory. 
Oh, Thrawn. Who did Thrawn speak to in like the, in the season premiere? Uh, fake Gar Saxon, as you call him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good call. I'm I'm glad somebody here has like a steel trap memory because it ain't me. <laughs> well, Gar- the, what was Gar Saxon's brother's name again? Tibur. Tiber, Tiber, whatever. <laughs> fake Gar Saxon, as Kyle calls him. <laughs> I like that. You fakey. weren't. We're gonna call him Fakey. <laughs> Next time you get a Lothcat, call him Fakey for me, okay? Uh, no, no. Wait, that, that's that's one of the if if there that's an expendable character if there ever was one. Oh yeah, he's already done for. I mean, I don't I don't know if he's dead, but we're I think we're done with him. Yeah, he's like I'm I'm this former character who was a douchebag's brother. Wait, Whoa, are, we, are we talking about about Tiber Tibber? Yeah, he did die. Didn't didn't that starter story he was on explode? Oh yeah, he's they're gone. Yeah, he's barbecue Both. man. The Saxon clan or family it, is it, no it, more. No, no, unless that captain that uh, ran away is a Saxon. So maybe the Saxon clan lives with one person. So this the season ends, or the the, the mid season finale ends with a close up on the wolf's face, and it just sort of fades out. And I was like, ah, oh, that's it. Like, it left me feeling a little bit cold. I you know I thought the episode was, was really good, and even though. And we kind of suspected Hera was going to go down here and get captured. I thought that scene was really effective. The way she was cut off from her escape route, the way uh, Mart and Chopper had to abandon her. I thought that was all super well done, despite knowing the eventuality of, of her rescue and promotion to general, which or hearing her as general in Rogue One. But that, that being said, I don't know. I, I'll jump the gun. I'm going to give this episode... A seven and a half on ten. I was I was hoping for a little bit better, despite some of the exciting scenes and the introduction of X wings. I was hoping for a little bit more. What do you, what do you guys give it? I'm oh, giving before, it. An, I'm getting, before, giving it an I eight. I couldn't believe. Sorry, uh, but I couldn't believe how Price shot or stunned Hera. I was like, what? Oh, well, we're so used she, to the Imperials dithering around and just talking and talking and wasting time, and then. Oh, the rebels got away. This time she just got right down to it. Oh, I've been waiting for this. Boom. Yeah. And I like That's how the way it should be. <laughs> Hera's got this bravado of, you know, even though she's got the worst situation ever for a general, she still puts on this courage of heart and just makes a little joke at Price. So and, yeah, Hera's and, and confident. Price man. had a sick burn too. Such a small victory. And then and stuns her. <laughs> Well, at least you did it like I kind of like to see that on Price's part to be honest like I like to no mess around type well, when yeah, it comes I mean, to Imperials if, if Imperials all acted the way Price did in that situation this series would have ended in season one <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously how many times have these rebels been captured with guns at their heads and they somehow get out of it it's like Walking Dead style Ugh, I hate that <laughs> show so. oh man okay so we're we're done with this uh, what about our first half highlights do we need to talk about that today you want to talk about that another time yeah let's do it another time because yeah. honestly that, that that takes a little bit of preparation all right yeah That's, it does and, enough. and how i'd rate this um how i do it but it's like character uh, character dialogue music plot and animation but you know character dialogue was a little you know less and wasn't so rich so uh music was okay plot was o- just okay 
animation was the best part about it all because remember the wave of TIE fighters coming in and those clouds? It was like, wow. Oh, the space combat, the dogfighting sequences yeah. were the best part of this episode for sure. Yeah. I mean, they nailed the so, X-Wings. I, uh, if you watch Rebels Recon, it echoed everything that I was kind of feeling as I watched the episode, you know, how they were getting the herky-jerkiness of the X-Wing right, the, you know, the camera shakes with the cockpit. It was just knowing that even just the opening perfect. scene is very reminiscent of uh, a new hope when yep. they're opening the, uh, the S foils, you know? Yep. It was all the, they had all these little tiny little details, which all point to back to battle of Yavin or so maybe I'd, I'd rate <laughs> this at, uh, uh, maybe a 7.8 or nine. That's seven. It kind of dropped. Okay. All right. You're, you're between me and Corey. Yeah. What, what's Corey's come on. I'm, I said it, I'm, I like just solid numbers, you know, eight. I think the the plot was strong, like uh, for a season or mid-season finale, you know, it could have made things a little more dramatic. Like Kyle said, the general thing with uh, Hera, I'd like to see more on that. The X-Wing unveil. God, it's such a glorious moment in that in this franchise. I would like to see it be a little recognized more. Uh, but the dog fighting, you guys nailed it. Like the the initial space battle is something I love, love, love that stuff. And they just nailed it visually, um, super stunning. And the story was to be what it was. I mean, they can't do so much in 22 minutes, right? You know, Hera was on the run. Uh, we got the gist that Kanan is kind of going after and the Lothwolves. Like that's just the mystery is still there. Like. We have no, absolutely no idea what's going on with these Lothwolves will do, but uh, hopefully Kanan does now as well. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously we, we now know that at least part of the second half of the season will be formed by Hera's rescue, whether that takes half an hour or you know, a full hour to get accomplished. Maybe more, we don't know. Um, but like, so much has to happen in a really short time coming up. Think about it, like, there's seven six. episodes. Seven yeah. episodes. Yeah, that's, no, I, that's, that's I had what, mentioned hours, this here. Is... Two hours and twenty minutes of programming, and they still have to they have to wrap up Kanan, Ezra, Sabine, Zeb. All that stuff needs to be dealt with in two hours, and and you know we, we haven't touched Ahsoka yet. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked actually about that, and not unless the uh, last episode, the very last one, is forty five minutes long. I, I would dig that heavily because I would want that really bad. But now I'm hoping that Dave doesn't give us, uh, you know, two episodes a week because then we're going to be by fast. And <laughs> I, I want to save it now. This yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Hopefully it doesn't. But regardless, like, X-Wings, it looks like the entire squadron crashed. We know Ezra and company are already stranded on Lethal by choice. But now it looks like they're all stranded on Lethal. And I said this prior that I think the whole season will be taking place on Lethal. And I think at this point, that's where we're pointing. I don't see us going anywhere else. There's nothing more important than what is going on here and now in this in this series. And I don't think we're going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, if you think of it logically, the series needs to end on Lothal. They're already there. There's no time to wrap this part up go have adventures elsewhere and then come back to Lothal. So I think you're right, Corey. I think, I think we're there, there to stay. There to next, stay. 
the next episode is called Allegiances. So allegiances. So why, like, maybe they go off the planet, go talk to a few planets, get them coming back and fighting for Lothal. There could be. I don't know. Maybe there's somebody who can rally the troops using a, a using a bridge of transmission. Oh man, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what? Lothal used to be that that outpost, right? His weren't his parents like underground ham radio operators, just like broadcasting out into space, calling for, for sure rebellion against the empire. Maybe somebody else picks up that mantle, even though even though the empire is jamming everything. Maybe I, they I'm find praying, a way. I'm praying that they maybe maybe bring some Mandalorians onto Lothal. Well, they need help. That is yeah. obvious. They need help because yeah. it looks like the rebellion is only going to be so effective against the Empire in this scenario. You know, it might not be a Rogue One scenario, but I could see this also being a moment where the rebellion kind of bands together and, you know, they take a chance on fate. They believe in something because Hera sends out a transmission or they, they, they manage to reach headquarters on Yavin 4 and explain the plight and what they're planning to do and, you know, help us or not, we're doing it. And it could be the fleet just shows up last minute, like boom, 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 out of hyperspace, and it's just like bah, madness everywhere. Well, that that would be a loss for the rebellion. It would have to be because you, if you think to think of the opening crawl to a new hope, that uh, the rebellion has just had its first victory against the empire, and they're referring to Scarif. Now the Scarif, and but we know that Lothal and Scarif aren't it wouldn't be such a uh, on such a grand scale either i would think like you know they band together uh well if 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 the rebellion is able to topple thrawn's plans on lothal that would be a major victory i think it's i think it's the crew i think it's this crew that's going to accomplish that but i could see the fleet or amon mothman lee sending someone for these people to kind of help them just to get them off planet once you know, believing in them, saying like, hey, this is what we're doing, this is the plan. Believe in us, help us. If you don't help us, we don't care. But once all said and done and they've actually won, like, they'll be there if they had, if even if they did I can't see Rex and Callus sitting the season out either, you know what I mean? And we're going to see Greg, Gregor and Wolf. Are we? Yeah. We have, <gasps> yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, no? it's been confirmed. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I, I'm Gregor. I, you, I, I can imagine. Greg- a, 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 another small like infiltration team. I can't. I don't envision the whole rebellion showing up to Lothal. Maybe they do, but I don't see that going very well. But yeah, Em, you're right. Oh yeah, that's it. Callus and Rex. They must go and enlist Gregor and Wolf and say like, "Your time is now to shine, my brothers." <laughs> Typical Corey. They got to do something, right? They they got to do like somebody's got to do something, and I don't know that it's going to be the rebellion at large. These guys have they're. they're they're fence sitters at this point. It takes an awful lot just to get them to okay an attack. So I don't know that they're going to be gung ho to send the whole fleet to rescue the rebels. I think Mon Mothma is more likely to say they've made their choice and may the force be with them. And she said, like in the beginning of occupation, like we don't think we can extract you. So, um, that I wholeheartedly be- believe she'll say no. Well, not necessarily because Hera kind of completed that original mission, right? Like she came back with the data recorder and... Oh, right. That that too. True so it kind of nullifies that. It's like new mission, new parameters. I, hmm. I, well, obviously we'll we'll find out, but I, I don't know. I, I look at that opening crawl to A New Hope. 
I, I can if if the rebellion to it, it, to me it only it swings a couple ways. If the rebellion shows up at Lothal, they get their heinies whooped. <laughs> they don't. They can't win. Otherwise, Scarif wouldn't be considered the the rebellion's like first victory. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. And uh, well, lastly here, guys, with, with so it's left 22 minutes per episode. Well, what the fi- the finale being 45 minutes? That's uh, we're we're talking just under three hours left of programming. I said two before. Excuse me, about closer to three hours. But our our list here of, of cameos, you know, we rattled off like nearly 20 people that we expect or we're talking about. Would we see these people in season four? We are running at a racetrack here, and so far we have not seen a single one of the people that we mentioned. Not one. No, no. It's looking. I don't think they're going to be guys. so focused on that. I mean, we, we talk, I'll just run down the list quickly, just for for those who who maybe are new to the show. But we asked, we ran uh, around the table here: Ahsoka, Kenobi, Vader, Emperor, the Inquisitors, Bendu, Jyn Erso, Cassian, K two, uh, Chirrut, and Baze, Urso, uh, Galen Erso, and Orson Krennic, Ray Sloan. Boba Fett or other notable bounty hunters, Biggs, Porkins, Akbar, Radis, Maydeen, uh, the Death Star, and we threw in also Commander Cody. We have seen zero of these people. Come on, Dave. A, I think Come it's on. just a, a representation of what they're trying to accomplish this season. Like, there's that stuff that's fan service in a way. Like, if it doesn't fit the story that they're trying to tell right now, Let's not try and squeeze in. It'd be nice if you can fit maybe one or two references or whatever, but, you know, it's not at the fore. It's not what they're really trying to accomplish here. Well, Krennic is definitely just a ca- uh, name cameo. He he won't make an appearance. I so. agree. I mean, we got the Kyber Crystals. We got Krennic. Uh, you know, it's, it's those are some nice little references. Yeah, well, I, I think Filoni's kind of maybe closing ranks a little bit. And, I, you know, we keep saying Filoni. He's kind of taking a step back i mean he's still supervising he's still the head honcho but there's other people directing and writing these episodes for the most part now so i'm i you know, i don't know these people by name we always just talk about feloni but uh, i think matt martin's a writer is he henry gilroy too sure absolutely uh, pablo's definitely a writer like there's uh, another guy now who is is occupying feloni's role and i can't remember his name as just like the the everyday showrunner I'm gonna try and Google it, so bear with me here. Um, there, there's also someone else. Uh, well, a, a lot of the the crew that's working on this is like I watch. It's it's crazy how much they've aged as well. But uh, between the Clone Wars and Rebels, like it's his posse or whatever. You know what I mean? It's his crew that he's worked with for so long. Absolutely. There's um. There's also Carrie Beck. I think her name is. Mm-hmm. I see her on the credits of every episode. Yeah, Stephen Melching, he's all over yeah. the show. Um, Stuart Lee, he he directed Rebel Assault, and of course, I'm having trouble finding that one dude's name who is kind of the everyday guy in this. Now he was on, they they had him on uh, Rebels Recap at one point. Rebels Recon. It's not Simon Kinberg. I don't know, maybe somebody out there can, can fill us in, but um, yeah, interesting stuff about to happen in the final seven episodes. Crazy stuff coming down. It's drawn to a close quickly, guys. And uh, I think it's now like time for some uh, 
we've got a couple of listener comments, and they were pretty lengthy. That's why I've only chose two. Um, so, uh, one from Shyla Miller, and this is her lengthy paragraph from right on the Birder Transmissions Facebook page. So, it was a good episode. I really liked when Hera fought the assassin. Who knew she was so good in hand combat? I really liked she. I really liked seeing her fight. I loved how she dealt with the Tide Defender. Right, that was awesome. I liked how Kanan showed up at the end to help the pilot too. I didn't like how Kanan said he could do something to help Hera at the end of the episode though. It gives me a bad feeling. And what's up with the wolf always saying doom? Does he want Kanan to reveal himself to the Empire or something? Anyway, can't wait till the next. Well, Cheers I think the, the lesson the lesson to be learned there is like Kyle and do watch my subtitles because I haven't done that yet. And man, it's very helpful. <laughs> it's very helpful in these instances. Is, oh, it, is it Caleb Doom or is it you know end doom, of the world Doom? doom. <laughs> we're we're at the end of the world here. You know, Lothal's not looking too good. But you know what? Oh, in Battlefront Two in the campaign, they did mention Lothal. And they briefly touched, they mentioned Ezra, not in a way of, like, saying it's Ezra Bridger, but Lando said he, uh, to Luke that he reminded him of some kid that he, some rebel that he met way back. Oh, Yeah, I, I remember seeing that today. That's that's a pretty cool little tip of the cap. Yeah, so we know Lothal maybe, like, survives, but as in, like, the state of the planet, maybe not so much. <laughs> that would be sad. Uh, anyway, I found the name Justin Ridge. Yeah, yeah, him too. <laughs> but is, is he still around? I mean, he's now he's kind of credited as supervising director, which was Filoni's role. But when I look at his credits, there's nothing in this season that he that we, we can attribute to him. Twin Sons was and Zero Hour Part One and Two. That is the last thing I can see attributed to him. So I don't know if he's left the show, but uh, he he was the guy at one point. Anywho, we I... have one more, we have one more comment. Oh, this is also a lengthy one too. So I'll, I'll try to keep my throat and uh, spit it all out. For last night's episode, I was so happy to finally see X Wings in Rebels. I was four when Star Wars: New Hope came out and saw it in the theater with my sister. So for me, it was like being a kid again. Love X-Wings. Then there's Governor Price. For me, this was as awesome as I cosplayed both Hera and Price. I was a bit hoping for the cat fight between the two, but this was <laughs> so awesome to see. And I love both characters, so it was a bit mixed feelings after for me. I started with Hera in Season 1 cosplaying her, then Price. Both are very strong female characters. We, we know Hera makes it out, but Price fate is not known yet. I have a feeling she's getting killed by the wolves. Thrawn will... Thrawn, well, I know he lives. Plus, Thrawn is just too sexy to die. Oh, no. <laughs> LOL. Plus, we know that they're doing books and now rumors of a TV or movie. But there is a comic book coming out. So, as for Kanan being stopped by a white wolf, I think that Kanan and Hera will not have any more time together. I think he's going to die saving her. It's going to be a huge tear fest, bringing the tissues for the last episodes. It's going all Game of Thrones now. 
And that is from Melissa Small, who is not far from where I live, and she is part of the Canadian 501st, where they just, you know, meet up and and just be the empire. Wow. Well, thank you, Melissa. There's there's really not much in there I can disagree with. And I I fear that maybe she's right about Kanan, that he's going to go on this this suicide mission to save Hera. He's going to rescue her or die trying. And I, or, I wonder. Or... I wonder if. I wonder if that's 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 really, Thrawn's plan. Aside from getting this this thing up and running, these these Tide Defender elites going. I wonder if really, he's he's such an emperor zealot. Like he's he's so loyal to the emperor. And the emperor's got to be concerned about these these Jedi running around. I wonder if if Thrawn's real mission is to draw out, Ezra and or Kanan and get rid of them. We've we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks. What is Thrawn up to? He seems very quiet. He can't just be about Tie Fighters. All talk, no action. He's yeah. He's just been very contemplative and quiet. And hmm, uh, her piloting skills—that's a testament. Great. But <laughs> really, we don't, we're not seeing his plan. What if it sna- all snaps into action in the second half, and it revolves around ensnaring and killing off the Jedi? That. That could be very, very weighty and very uh, nerve-wracking. That's why I've said that Vader could possibly still have a role in this season in the sense that we know that we have this Thrawn book coming out, this second novel called Alliances, and we have the next episode coming out called Allegiances. So maybe it could be tied in there. Um, Cool connection. I don't know. I just just feel that, uh, you know, like if if we're going to see... The destruction of the Jedi, it's not going to be by Thrawn. It's going to be at least aided by someone. Hmm. Well, I wonder if Thrawn could be the architect of his own destruction, so to speak. I I, I don't, you know, I, I think it's, has it been confirmed that he makes it out of oh. this? Oh, and don't forget Bendy's calling. We should see something of that nature in in Rebels. Like, it's specifically for Rebels. It should happen in Rebels. Yeah. But again, we're running out of racetrack, right? Yeah. Just yeah. as we're running out of racetrack in this here podcast. There we go with the bombs dropped. Thanks, <laughs> Kyle. You're such a party boober. <laughs> well, either way, Rebel Assault too, like doesn't that bring you back to the day, Kyle? Kyle and I, when M this is way before your time. Are you kidding? I, I was in I was DNA in my father, okay? Uh, so oh, I yeah. saw it. I Rebel saw Assault? it. I the was, video game? No, no. Oh, maybe because my father played lots of video games too. It was like back in the day, man, when like computers kind of had like a bit of a a revolution. Like they just started getting quicker and quicker at one point. Like before, it was literally just like horrible. It was horrible, and then it Look, just, just got just, good. Okay. Uh, a blast points, which is a podcast I really enjoy. They did a, an episode specifically about Rebel Assault Two, the video game. It was for, at first, it was a blast from the past, and I got such a rush listening to that because I hadn't played that game or you know seen anything about it since I last played it in the mid '90s. And then I went on YouTube and watched some some playthroughs. It is absolutely dreadful. And remember, Corey, when you and I were playing this, our minds were blown. Oh, Our yeah. minds were absolutely blown. It was like computer graphics, 486, man. 
Oh, well, no, I think we'd, we'd advanced to like Pentium 2 by that point. Ooh. But still, M, check that out. Anybody else who, who's maybe in their maybe teens now or early 20s, go hit YouTube and look at Rebel Assault 2 video game playthroughs. That was, that was the bomb for us back then. And now it is, it's just painful to look at. Even the, the story is just, it's hot garbage, man. Like, now I'm looking at Battlefront 2 and going, oh man, the, the graphics are stunning. Which they really are. Oh, like, it's it's insane. Plus the campaign is definitely, it's a Star Wars feely um, story. So, I, I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend, just go on YouTube, watch uh, full campaign. Are the cutscenes already there on, on yeah, YouTube? Yeah, I watched oh, it all. Man. It was pretty good. How long is it? Is but I, I I'm hoping it's like an hour. It's like two hours, like for really? the cutscene. Yeah. The cutscenes are two hours. Yeah. That's like a movie. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm wow. That's amazing. Uh, like definite role uh ties in for the Force Awakens and First Order. I'm trying not to spoil it, but I'm just like trying to give you the idea of how it. First order came about. Well, my my wife and I are discuss. We were discussing today. What do, what do you want to do for each other for Christmas? You know, having kids around Christmas time gets really expensive, and you know, we always end up hosting. Christmas is just such such a pricey time for us. So, what do you want to do for for each other? And we just discussed maybe we should just buy ourselves a PS4 and not worry about gifts for each other. That that'll be it. So we we may have. Tell her I agree. Too. Tell her I agree. And then I'll, I'll I'll book a ticket, and then I'll come and play with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I figure you're probably like a six-hour drive. Yeah, I can get a train ticket and be there in like two hours. <laughs> no. I, I've taken the train recently. It's the quickest is like, it's about a four-hour ride by train. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's actually kind of fun. You know, you get to sit back, listen to some podcasts, whatever, mess around your phone, nap, drink. <laughs> all right guys let's 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 uh let's punch our, our way out of here uh cory where can we find you on twitter jesus man i asked yeah. you know, I, I, I forgot me. i forgot we talked about Zed, this just please, the other day please be canadian tonight oh, I'll, I'll say it nice you can find <laughs> me at chop rules with a Z. yes <laughs> and m where can we find you on the old twitter machine uh, you can find me at email five two uh, you're, you're also doing a fabulous job running that uh, Facebook page, the Bridger Transmissions Facebook page. Well, you know, I've slowed down a bit due to, you know, life. But, um, like, with the Lothcat, I've kind of slowed down at the moment because, like, I have so many assignments for English. Hey, life gets in the way, man. I, I, I totally get that. So, like, <laughs> when I wake up, I'm not thinking about uh, photos. I'm thinking about, I've got to write this essay. It's due today. What are you going to do? You got to do your homework. That's it. That's all. And I'm at Tumbling Saber on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come say hello. Love to talk Star Wars with you. And uh, that'll do it, guys. We are out of here, and we'll be back. We have not We have no firm schedule to when we're going to be back with Bridge of Transmissions number 7, but uh, keep your ear to the ground. Keep your eyes on that Facebook page, on our Twitter feeds. We'll give you plenty of notice, uh, and we'll, we'll if you if you have any ideas what you want us to talk about, Reach out to us on any of those platforms. Let us know. You know surely once that, that mid-season trailer drops, we will be on it like white on rice, and we'll be breaking that down for you. But uh, we, I think we do want to do a couple episodes between now 
and Rebels Return, which we still have no indication when that's back. Andy Gutierrez said, what, uh, a few weeks, which that could mean anything between three and ten weeks, as far as I'm Please concerned. Please don't say that. But but as always, may the Force be with you. May the Force be with you indeed. And we'll just take this one last moment to direct your attention to our Patreon campaign. Become a powerful friend. We're on the drive to 30 powerful friends. Uh, that's what we need to cover our costs and really, really send the Tumbling Saber property flying through the roof. So head over to patreon.com slash tumbling saber. Two to three dollars a month gets you exclusive podcasts, early access to other podcasts, uh, entry into our monthly giveaways, and and a whole lot more. The more people we can get involved, the better we're off we're all going to be. And so that's it, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this first half season of Bridger Transmissions, and we can't wait to get back into the chair to break down the mid-season trailer, and then finally the final seven episodes of Rebels. Man, what a ride it has been. What a ride it's going to be as we race towards the finish line. So thanks once again for listening, and we'll catch you later. Bye.